Today on Ag News Daily. They're the same, but they're also so different. So you just want to make sure that you have um, what those farms are looking for and the data entry tools that they need. And then with that data entry comes reports so you can see how the performance of those animals are. Good afternoon and welcome to a Tech Tuesday episode of the Ag News Daily Podcast. It's Ashton Carr flying solo today. Delaney is feeling a bit under the weather still, so I am taking over for her today, sending her well wishes, hoping that she recovers quickly because although I do enjoy, you know, being by myself as some people do, I also like chit-chatting with her, so hopefully she will join us at least for tomorrow because she'll be on vacation Thursday and Friday, so I'll be joined either by Dawson Schmidt or by myself again, so folks, you'll have to buckle in for kind of a crazy week here on the Ag News Daily Podcast, but we are experiencing some crazy weather across some portions of the U.S., seems that Michigan had a couple of weekend tornadoes that they experienced. I didn't realize they got tornadoes that far north. I've always grown up in and around the Tornado Alley area of the U.S., so it's something that I have experienced quite a few times. I mean, just experienced one a couple of months ago. That was pretty crazy. But we're also experiencing some rain down here in Lubbock. I say rain. It's more like thunderstorms. I heard some thunder not too long ago. It's looking a little dark outside. And hopefully things might clear up because it is summer after all. And I just moved to a new apartment, as some of you may know. So I definitely want to use as much pool time as I possibly can this summer. But moving things down south, frosts have hit ag regions of Brazil and states like uh, Paraná and Mato Grosso earlier today, which is signaling further potential losses for corn crops and stalling the domestic market for corn. In a note to clients, weather consultancy rule Clima said cold weather would continue on until Wednesday. And we talked about this last week, I believe it was with Ed Valley. Um, talking about how they're experiencing their winter season down there now. And of course, this is going to be an issue moving forward. But what will this do to, you know, these ag regions and their corn crop? We don't know. In the neighboring country of Paraguay, it was supposedly harsh, which is not so much of a good sign. And if it's continuing on, of course, I think it's going to uh, not be a good sign for their corn crop. That is for sure. But moving things right along, some more international news for you as Bayer has launched its carbon initiative for agriculture in Europe. Bayer says that the goals are to decarbonize the food value chain, focusing on farming activities in line with the European Commission's Green Deal objectives. Bayer says that farmers' carbon reduction practices from cover crops to tillage reduction will be rewarded through a new digital monitoring, reporting, and verification system that it's developing over the next three years. More than two dozen farmers with more than 1,200 acres in seven countries are participating. Again, this is in Europe. Bayer launched its global carbon initiative in the U.S. and Brazil last July. Sounds like the company, of course, is expanding, which I think is a fantastic thing, especially as carbon, of course, is such a hot topic right now. I don't know that it's so much of a hot topic as it is kind of a norm these days, but definitely something to uh, keep our eyes out on on this Tuesday afternoon. 
Now over in Africa, Togo has culled hundreds of birds, quarantined a poultry farm, closed a local bird market, and banned the movement of poultry following an outbreak of the highly pathogenic H5N1 avian flu. Over 800 birds have been culled, and the government said in a statement that the birds were incinerated and eggs destroyed to stop the spread. So they're taking this pretty seriously. The government added that the poultry farm has been quarantined and a local poultry and feed stock market closed for 30 days. I'm not exactly sure how big the outbreak was, um, how many birds were actually sick and contracted this or anything like that. But I mean, they called off 800 birds, um, quarantined, shutting these markets down for at least 30 days. So hopefully that does stop the spread in Togo. I haven't heard of any other places. I, I don't think in Africa or West Africa specifically that have had an outbreak. And I think it's been some time since we've even talked about bird flu, at least, you know, a week or two, maybe even longer than that, that we haven't heard a big story or anything like that. So, I mean, it is still out there, just like African swine fever, of course, is still in China, this bird flu. And it's not even just the strain, this H5N1 strain. There's multiple strains going um, throughout the world. So it's not just, you know, in Europe anymore, in Asia. I feel like it was really centralized in those places, but now it has made its way down to West Africa. Moving things back over here domestically, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot of news for today. So I think this is going to be the last bit that I have for you guys. But it's talking, of course, about some infrastructure. President Biden stopped in Wisconsin to tout the recent bipartisan infrastructure deal. He told an audience at the La Crosse Municipal Transit Garage, quote, this is a generational investment, a generational investment to modernize our infrastructure. Biden says that the package will put Americans to work expanding passenger and freight, rail, and building roads and bridges. It was said that more than 600 here in the state of Wisconsin have weight limits to prevent trucks from crossing. That means long detours for farmers heading to market. It's more than just an inconvenience. It's about safety as well. Biden also stressed the importance of rapidly expanding broadband under this deal for rural student education and farmers. Biden's visit was his first promotional stop for the infrastructure bill on the 65th anniversary of President Eisenhower signing the National Interstate and Defense Highways Act into law, which Biden says was the last major infrastructure initiative of this scale. So, I mean, it's been 65 years since we've seen something like this be put into play. So hopefully good things are coming here soon in terms of infrastructure. There's been so much back and forth that I think that it's, it's really great that we're finally seeing things come to fruition. But like I said, folks, a bit of a slow news day. I'm thinking that uh, everyone isn't uh, feeling up to things, I guess, with the July 4th holiday coming up here. So I'm just going to go ahead and kick things off in the markets. Here in grains, there is mixed trade across the screen, but hopefully some good news here for corn starting off in the July contract of 19 cents to close at 6.94 and a half. The December up one and three quarter cents to close at a 548 and a half. Soybeans, the July contract up two and three quarter cents to close at 1359 and three quarters. The November looks like no movement here, closing out 13, 12 and a half. Not sure exactly what's going on there. So folks, uh, you might have to tune in as I learned something from Delaney tomorrow on what exactly this means. 
But uh, moving on down here to wheat, red across the, the wheat contract in July, down six and a quarter cent to close at 639 and three quarters. The December down five and a half cents to close at 653 and three quarters. Going over into the livestock markets, live cattle. Well, I say only live cattle. Everything looks to be green here. But starting out here in live cattle in the June contract, up 45 cents to close at 122.55. The August up 32.5 cents to close at 128.92.5. The October up 22.5 cents to close at 127.75. And feeder cattle up a dollar and a nickel to close at 157.40. The September up 72.5 cents to close at 159.80. The October up 52.5 cents to close at 161.57.5. In lean hogs, the July contract up 202.5 to close at 106.97.5. The August up 85 to close at 103.62.5. The August up 35 cents to close at 87.75. Rounding out our markets with the class three dairy milk futures, the June contract down one cent to close at 17.19, the July up 20 cents to close at 16.98, and the August up 35 cents to close at 17.17. And with that, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it over to our Tech Tuesday conversation today. And we're gonna be featuring some tech conversations that we had at World Pork Expo. Well, today we are with Haley Author, who is a sales and support specialist with Pig Champ. Haley, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you're so welcome. I'm excited to do this. So this is my first interview of the day, so it might be a little bumpy. So Haley, you're going to have to hang on tight, listeners as well. But Haley, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Did you grow up on a pig farm? Were you involved in agriculture? Um, I actually did not grow up on a pig farm. I was uh, that typical kid growing up that I wanted to be a vet. I had my mindset on that's what I wanted to do. Um, in high school, I was really involved in my FFA. Um, so that's kind of where I also grew my passion for agriculture. Um, I mean, living in Iowa, you're surrounded by it every day. So it's just kind of something I, I knew about. I was surrounded by, but I just wasn't putting my hands into it just yet. So uh, when I got to college, I ended up falling in love with my swine classes. And um, that's kind of where I got my passion for the swine industry and wanting to be a part of it. And then from there, I just kind of grew into different clubs that I was involved in and then study abroad. And so that's kind of where I got and internships, obviously. Those are a big, big help with learning if that's actually the industry you want to go into or not. And so that's kind of how I got to where I am right now, because um, I was an intern for Pig Champ, so that's where I got my foot in the door with them full time. So it sounds like you've grown a lot with Pig Champ. I mean, you started out as an intern and now you're an employee. I kind of have the same story here with the network, so that's fantastic. So why don't you go ahead and give us the 10,000 foot view of what Pig Champ is? You guys have a couple technologies that we'll get into, but why don't you just give us the basics? Yeah, so Pig Champ is a data management software. Um, we created a program for our producers to kind of record their everyday data that they may need to keep track of to keep um, over their pigs. We are on an individual level on the reproductive side. Um, so with our software, like I mentioned, we have a reproductive program. We also have a grow finish um, software. So we, you could be complete fair to finish. So that's a very nice thing to have, especially for our guys that are fair to finish, but it's not one of those programs that you have to have it all. If 
you're just reproductive or just girl finished. You can have one or the other or both. Um, so we came up with a program that kind of helps you with your data entry in our software. It's very customizable. Um, we want it to be very flexible to your farm because every farm, yes, they're the same, but they're also so different. So you just want to make sure that you have um, what those farms are looking for and the data entry tools that they need. And then with that data entry comes reports. So you can see how the performance of those animals are on an individual level, as well as on an overall farm level. So you talk about the data tools that producers need, at least on the reproductive side, what are some of those data tools that you provide? So we have anywhere from um, like your arrivals, um, your mating screens, farrowing weans, um, departures, and then your treatments. And so, I mean, it can be as simple as just a basic uh, information of what you want to enter in for the animal, or it can be as however detailed you want, depending all the way down to the location that they're at, the medication that they were given, the time that they were given it. Um, so we get, we can, it's just how you want to use our program. So, I mean, if you're just looking for something simple and you want just quick, easy, I need to enter this girl's information, bare minimum, we can do that. Or we can, like I said, you can go all the way into depth with that information as well. And so your grow finish program, that's a little bit different than the reproduction side. So what are some different tools that you have available for your users there? Yeah, so with our grow finish program, um, we track your cohorts. So it can be anywhere from the nursery all the way to when they finish out. Um, they'll keep that cohort name. So with the grow or with the grow finish side, you'll be keeping track of like your feed that you give to them, um, any medications that you give to the cohort, how that cohort's doing in the reports. You'll see um, their feed consumption. You'll see what they're what they are taking in as a group, um, and then just kind of tracking their overall performance on the grow finish side from that nursery to finish. So you're online and you also have a mobile app. What do you? What is the difference there between the online program, the mobile app program? Can you kind of give us the, the details there? Yeah, so with our um, PigChamp Online program, that goes on any computer that you want it to be on. Um, the big difference with the PigChamp Online and mobile app is that with your mobile app, you can take your phone into the barn and get that same validation that our program would give you on the computer, but have it right there at the crate. Um, that's super important because you don't want to have data going in that may not match up to what it needs to be. And so instead of you entering it, not knowing if it's correct or not, and then getting back to the farm or the barn office where um, you look over that data, you'll have that validation right there and then. So I see here, and you've kind of told me about this, that even if you have poor connection, and I mean, we're working in a rural setting, so a lot of folks have this issue, which I think kind of makes them a little bit reluctant to do online programs and just stick to the paper, but that can get a little overwhelming. And so you guys are actually able to store this data until they do get a proper internet connection, correct? Yeah, so we are right now, um, we have an online for your mobile app where you have good internet service. You can connect, get into your database right away. We are getting ready to roll out an intermittent mode. Um, so that's going to be really for those guys that don't have that good internet connection. Um, they'll still get everything validation-wise that you would with a mobile app when you have that good connection. But you are in offline, like you're offline so that you um, can still enter your data. And then the 
moment you hit that internet connection, say in your office, um, that's when you can select sync and then it will it will push that data directly into the cloud. So it's kind of the same. It's just that it's the moment of do you have that internet connection or not, like you had mentioned, especially in those rural areas. Because, I mean, I work with a lot of guys that in the barn, they definitely do not have good reception, especially cell service-wise. So it is nice having that just to offer them something that would work for them to get that validation of their data and to keep up with it instead of having to keep track of uh, having to handwrite their notes and whatnot for um, their what they're trying to get out of the day for each animal. They can just quickly enter it into their phone and then the moment they hit internet, they can sync it back up. Which I think is, is really nice. I mean, broadband and internet access has definitely been something that's been really talked about, especially under this new administration. But PigChamp, they all you guys also have the client-hosted application. So how does that differentiate itself from PigChamp Online and the mobile app? Yes, great question, great question. So the biggest difference with PigChamp Online and the client-hosted application is that PigChamp Online is stored on our servers. So we take care of everything for you from updates to um, database or to your SQL server care. Um, and then with your client-hosted application, that's on your network. So if you guys have a strong IT team or a network that you have a server set up for your PigChamp program, you guys can have the functionality of having the mobile app on connected to your network, but you're in charge of your server um, cleanup and your updates. So it's kind of just a difference of if you want us to do it for you or if you guys are wanting to be responsible for that. Which I think is really nice because I think, you know, some folks are a little bit picky, I would say. So, you know, maybe, you know, older generations want somebody to do it for them, but these younger guys are wanting to control their own access. So I think that that's really fantastic that you guys offer that. But aside from just these this data that you guys are keeping track of and, you know, shot records and, you know, the medicine that they're on, like you said, you're also benchmarking. So tell us a little bit about that aspect of PigChamp. So our benchmark program um, is a free offer to our customers. They can decide if they want to be a part of it or not. But what that goes into is that it's just a way for them to kind of see where they stand with other um, companies and where they stand in the industry. And so we'll come in, take their data, run different reports, performance type reports, um, and then we'll... Once we gather all that information, all those performance uh, areas, we'll then give them back their their data and then where they stand with those those industry aspects. So PigChamp isn't just available here in the U.S. You guys are really worldwide, it sounds like, correct? Yes, we are in over 50 countries, and we have the program in nine different languages, and we continue to grow every day with who wants to use it and where they are located. Well, Haley, it's been fantastic to talk to you and great to actually do this face-to-face, and I really appreciate your time here. But for our listeners who might be a little bit more interested in diving even more into PigChamp and maybe implementing it on their operation, where can they find you guys at online? Yeah, so our website is pigchamp.com, and um, you will find if you need to reach out to us. We have also an email. It's techsupport at pigchamp.com, and we'd be happy to help with any questions you may have and uh, move forward with whatever you would like from the PigChamp program. Awesome. Well, Haley, thank you once more and uh, good luck and uh, safe travels to uh, wherever you're heading after World Pork Expo. Yes, thank you. You too. (laughs) 
Thanks again to Haley Author for coming on. I say coming on, I really just kind of stopped her, bombarded her a little bit. She was my first in-person interview that I did. So it might have been a little bumpy, but we definitely had some fun. So thanks again there to Haley for joining me in a conversation at World Pork Expo. Definitely talking about some great technology in the pork industry. But folks, if you want to hear some more great stuff, we're almost at the end of our World Pork Expo series, if you want to call it. But we're still going to be featuring some great stuff until then. So you can tune in on adnewsdaily.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to give us a great thumbs up and maybe even leave us a review if you're up for it. But with that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and let the people go.